how do you really maintain this passion and drive, you know, in the face of challenges or setbacks? Because it's like there's always challenges in life. There's setbacks. Yeah. How do you really maintain your mindset and everything in the face of that? Whenever I had this idea, it, it kind of connected to me in a more, uh, I guess, in a kind of a spiritual way, just because my whole life I've suffered with gut issues. Um, and there are a lot of people who silently suffer as well. Um, and then that means they have to use the restroom a lot. So kind of whenever I have setbacks, I remember, I kind of think back to why I started it, why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it's not just to, you know, bring something to an industry or innovate a market or, you know, create a zero to one, like some of those things that some that might drive other people, but really I want to help people, you know, like end of the day, those products and those uh, people don't go to certain places due to the fact that it's like, well, is the restroom going to be there? And then, you know, they have their product with them that they mm. take into the restroom. You know, is, is the restroom hygienic? I'm trying to make it a better experience for people. So, you know, I, I try to focus my passion. Remember that end of the day, I want to help people. I had a problem, you know, where with, uh, with restrooms, um, and I experienced it as well. And if I can help people with that, then, that's what kind of drives me. Yo, plug me in. Plug me in to the STEM Plug Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the STEM Plug Podcast. And you know, here on the STEM Plug Podcast, we plug you in with amazing entrepreneurs and innovators doing some amazing things in science technology, engineering, and math. And today is no different. We have another amazing entrepreneur, Michael Bornhuff. And Michael is not no ordinary entrepreneur. Michael is a dynamic and an innovative entrepreneur with a passion of bringing ideas to life. With over a decade of experience in the retail industry, he has honed in on his skills of developing a deep understanding of what the customer and the business needs are. So, Michael, how's it going today, bro? It's going really well. Thank you for asking. Man, I really appreciate you uh, plugging in with us today and really so we can really learn more about everything with your niche and your journey and everything that you're building uh, within your business. So thank you for joining us today. Man, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. So let's, let's kind of dive in a little bit, right? Yeah. Let's talk about your journey. So your journey from the retail industry to now founding your startup that really focuses on, and I'm going to let you plug it in, mm -hmm. but your journey, your startup focuses on really transforming public restrooms is very intriguing to me. So let's, let's, talk, let's talk about it and really begin about yeah, industry of you've really started from that retail to now where you're at today. Let's plug us in a little bit. Yeah, so um, interesting time that was. Uh, I had undergone some some health issues. I, I had a job in Texas. Mm -hmm. It was a job in insurance. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the job. I was around a lot of great friends and people, mm -hmm. but I had health issues, and mm -hmm. they were costing me a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Moved back home um, due to the health issues. My family, grateful to have them. Um, mm -hmm. They helped me with it, you know, so it helped me with doctors and the bills and the whole thing. So I moved mm -hmm. back home, 
And I got another job where I was working in retail yet again um, mm -hmm. because I was going back to school for engineering. I was finishing a computer science degree at the University of Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And during that, that time, I was uh, working within a Walmart for a company that fixes cell phones and other devices. Mm -hmm. And I was always in that store um, or I was at the university. And so I was constantly using public restrooms. Mm. Um, and that's kind of how that started. And whenever you have stomach issues and any sort of GI issue, you find yourself using the restroom pretty frequently. So one thing that I found was that, you know, the overall hygiene and the quality of the product mm. within those restrooms was poor. Mm. And so, you know, just kind of having my own creative, you know, entrepreneurial mindset, um, I had this great idea, you know, it's just like, you know, it, it, there are such things as flushable wipes to go. You've seen, you've seen uh, yeah. dude wipes, you know, single packaged wipes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they, they don't have them stationed in public restrooms. So hmm. I kind of identified the, uh, the niche and I was just thought to myself, you know, like immediately I had the idea of how the device and everything was kind of like a, a jolt, you know, of, of, <laughs> hmm. of, it just came straight to me. It was a basically, it's just a device. You know, you can you scan it with your phone. You know, there'd be a QR code on front. You are prompted, you know, how many flushable wipes you would like to get. Choose the amount, and then you're given some ads to watch. And then after that time is over, you're given the flushable wipes. Mm. Wow. So essentially, it's a, a way to improve the product and the experience of the customer within whatever public restroom. They're wow. In. Okay. So you're telling me you have some experience and, you know, I know your degree was in computer science, right? Yeah. I have a marketing degree and a computer science right. degree. So both. Wow. So that's, that's an amazing cross-functional yeah. uh, background. And it, I'm sure you're able to use that a lot to your, your advantage, right? In fact, it's, it, it worked out pretty perfectly just because those two aspects are basically the device. It's advertising, marketing, Mm -hmm. combined with some technical uh, technical aspects you know mm -hmm. with the device in general how the device works but uh yeah it uh the knowledge that i got from both degrees i've been able to mm -hmm. use basically all the way throughout the process mm -hmm. okay. This. okay so you you tell me a lot about this uh zero to one yeah. book that you you plug me in on and now mm -hmm. i'm going to have to to read it to uh myself but uh Explain to me how how you leverage this this dual experience to, to your advantage. How do, how do you uh how do you leverage that? I guess the marketing and the, so like you know just a general, I, I use the marketing to uh, to network mostly at this point mm. in the stage. It's it's okay. really helped me. Like you know we were having a discussion earlier about being sociable, yeah, being able to you know speak those types of things. Um, mm -hmm. I, I use that constantly. So um, my also my retail experience has kind of taught me how to. Mm -hmm. you know, approach people, uh, start conversations, you know, those types of things as well. But uh, the technical side, that's also kind of given me the insight of how things work. You know, as a uh, engineer, you probably understand that, you know, you have a complex problem, you break it down into small bits, mm -hmm. solve one thing, one step at a time. I think that that's really helped the process as well, uh, especially prototyping. Um, you know, we've I've iterated probably three different devices mm. at this point. So it's, um, you know, implementing both uh, knowledge spaces is kind of, you know, where they fall. You'll yeah. find that, like, you know, like the marketing and the advertising part, you know, that's that ties into how we're going to engage the customer or the user as well as businesses. We're trying to create value for 
all sides of where this device touches. So businesses as well as the users. Mm-hmm. I want to in I want to bring value to the restrooms because just in general, I've found over research and different things uh, that business restrooms that if they're nice, customers will stay in there longer. Mm. Yeah. So if you have a nice restroom, essentially customers are more willing to shop or you know oh, stay wow. in the business longer. If you're in the business longer, you're more likely to buy more product or you know and even wow. return. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I never I never even um, thought of it like that. And that I guess that kind of all goes into your your marketing background yeah. that you kind of understand and I, what I, you're building. Yeah. And if you it, all that time you spend in retail, you learn how people think and kind of how they. You know, whenever they're in a shopper mindset, mm-hmm. you know, so you can kind of understand how people think and they are quick to making decisions, you know, and they know exactly what they want. So, like, if you can kind of filter into how they're thinking and you can bring a product or a, um, you know, some sort of service that, you know, fits that paradigm, then, yeah, it, yeah. it definitely works out. Um, but, yeah, there's a... The, the space of public restrooms, it's its not something that most people talk about. You know, it's kind yeah. of, it's almost a little bit of a taboo topic just because, you know, it's, yeah. it's restroom. Um, but most people are on their phones basically constantly. If they're in the restroom doing their business and they have to be in there for a little bit, they're on their phone. Yeah. So it gives that opportunity to kind of engage them while they're in store. Yeah. And uh, if you notice something like, you know, if you're in a, like a Walmart, there are no advertisements like video advertisements besides what Walmart puts on maybe their TV, which is their Walmart TV mm. advertising platform. So it mm. kind of gives you an opportunity for like, you know, like, uh, I don't know, even Coca-Cola to throw an ad to you while you're in store and have a one to one conversation, surveying opportunities, one to one conversations while somebody's in a point or a place where they're purchasing Wow. You made this sound so simple, but I know it's a lot that kind of uh, <laughs> goes into this, right? Yeah. And, you know, what you, you know, being successful in the, in the software industry as well, you know, how do you really approach, you know, problem solving within, you know, building this feature that you're, everything that you're doing? Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you're going to start, like, most of, most things, like, how they start is you, you start with an idea, um, most of the time that idea will not work completely or it can be done better. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of have to have the mindset of, you know, adapting and then iterating, um, you know, another version. So like, mm-hmm. you know, at first, uh, the ver- the uh, device didn't have, you know, it wasn't just complete like I started with, like, you know, maybe we put a screen on it. Maybe it'll be something that you touch. But after COVID, people are, you know, extre- a, a bit more aware of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, public spaces and hygiene. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, everybody touching a button or something like that or interacting with a screen where everyone's touching, especially in a restroom where it's kind of disgusting. Mm -hmm. And we we innovated out or I kind of, you know, adapted out of that and we we improved the device and now kind of made it more, you know, touchless and seamless where, you know, brought in uh, your cell phone Mm because, you know, everybody has kind of a smartphone at this point. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if they can connect to the the device with their smartphone, there's a screen right there. They don't have to touch it. Mm -hmm. Um, You can receive the product pretty easily without having to, you know, Mm. makes it more hygienic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's, uh, that's crazy. So I guess, you know, with you being an entrepreneur, right, where do you, where where do you really foresee the, you know, the retail and the tech industry, where do you see these, I guess, these two 
markets and areas really intersecting um, in the future? So there are a lot of different ways um, that this can really work out. There is one way, like you see Walmart has like their whole, you know, so AI and robotics. Mm -hmm. um, they have like devices that go out and stock shelves nowadays, which mm -hmm. is really interesting. But mm -hmm. I think personally that we'll, we'll see something like with augmented reality and like personalized experiences. Mm -hmm. The more and more that we have things like AI and the Internet of Things type of mm -hmm. industries evolving where data and sensors and these you know different things can be implemented everywhere where we can gather new data create better experiences and as the younger generation grows they're more connected to their phones than the older generation i think that just personally you know there there could be a a big uh, market for like an augmented reality personalized type experience or like you know ai helper type of uh shopping assistant Mm. type uh, technology. Do you feel like that's is, uh, things that you're building within everything that you're doing right now? Yeah, or? so um, just in general, like I said, like, you know, you have the Internet of Things type of uh, industries and those those basically kind of, you know, how we how we deal with data. Mm -hmm. um, I, mine doesn't completely connect to that. It's more of an ad rev type of thing. But mm -hmm. uh, the data alone of uh, being someone connecting to the to the uh, device and you know willing to give whatever information say you're taking surveys mm -hmm. the more data that people have the more informed decisions that they can make but not only that businesses can provide more personalized products so it kind of gives you I don't know, more the more information the more technology and as that moves forward we're going to be able to give a better experience in store mm. you know as far as retail goes mm. 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 yeah so it seems like, um, you know, I'm really interested in just kind of hearing your story of and what, what retail job did you work at before? Where was oh, it at? I've held a lot of retail jobs. Oh. <laughs> um, so I started kind of in retail. I worked for a company um, basically as a vendor, kind of. I went, well, a kind of like a vendor's assistant. I would go into different stores and I would complete mm. tasks mainly in Walmarts. Um, mm. So, like, you know, I, I worked for. I had a job with like Beckett trading cards and his general mills um, where I would go in and make sure the product was front facing merchandise correctly. And then after that, I got with Samsung. Uh, I held two jobs with Samsung, two different jobs where I work in Best Buys as a consultant um, mm -hmm. and brand ambassador. So essentially I'd be whatever product they wanted me to sell or kind of, you know, bring awareness to within that store. That was my job. So uh, at one point for about a year I was working with their television home theater department at Best Buy mm -hmm. um, and I was just selling Samsung TVs and uh, working with the Best Buy team inside there and then I transitioned into their tablets and cell phones for a couple of years mm -hmm. held that those those jobs I held during college as well um, and then after that I got with Roku which is a very similar thing but with Roku I was managing like a territory Mm -hmm. of stores mm -hmm. so um you know i had like 10 stores of best buys and walmarts where i would go in and just essentially sell rokus and create brand awareness and then train the employees on the knowledge of wow. roku devices so you so you really have a i like to call it the, the voice of the customer right you you understand that consumer behavior yeah. and now you're able to really relate it into everything that you're doing yeah yeah wow so, that's that's uh that's genius yeah that's it's genius. uh that those those roles really gave me a really 
it was more personable because I was mainly just working with people. And then, you know, what's interesting, a lot of those roles, especially the Samsung phone and tablet uh, role, um, I was training customers as well. I'd hold classes. So you kind of get to learn how people think and how they understand technology, use their phones, you know, what it is they want to do on their phones. You'll hear a lot of people say, well, I only want to do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And so, it, like, you know, uh, those types of insights really kind of gave me the edge on, you know, if I can make this a seamless, easy experience, like uh, w- whenever you scan this QR code, it's going to pop up your default browser. It's not going to make you download an app. So it's going to be quick. It's already got, you've already got an app on your phone. You know, it's just your default, whatever you browse the internet with brings you right to the page and then you're connected. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it seems like you, you really, you know, we understand this customer aspect, right? Yeah. So how do you balance now ensuring that the end product really meets your business and user requirements? How do, how do you, how does that come in? So the more feedback you get, you get um, the better. Uh, so as long as you are staying, you kind of, you're going to get feedback from both ends. So I think the business and the customer feedback is what's interesting. I've learned recently, you know, Walmart, they've, they've transitioned to where they don't really want their own workers doing a whole lot. You'll find a lot of vendors within the stores really? focusing on product. Okay. So a lot of the things that look really good, like displays, any, uh, you know, if, if they're merchandised really well or they have full of product, a vendor has probably come in for, to the store for like 20 or 30 minutes and faced that up and made it look beautiful, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I learned with Walmart is like uh, their Department 99, which is, um, which is over their janitorial processes and stuff, they want a seamless, easy, if you're going to implement something like what I'm implementing, mm-hmm. it cannot be a hassle, it has to be very easy to implement. And then even on that, they still may not, you know, go ahead and restock that for you. But, you know, mm. with the use of vendors and stuff like that, like, have you heard of Crossmark or any of those companies? Yeah. So, mm. yeah, they just send, you know, um, employees into the stores. That's kind of where that's where I worked um, with my wow. first retail job um, to complete tasks. Um, and there are, there are plenty of resources you can use, plenty of other companies that also cover that as well. But, mm. yeah. Mm. Mm, wow. The more you know, the more you can adapt. And as long as you get the right amount of information from your, I guess, your end customer and you're constantly talking to people about it, then you'll always be able to solve the problem. Yeah. yeah. Wow, man. So you, you really, I, I love it because you really seem like uh, everything that you're doing, you're a problem solver and you genuinely care about, you know, the well-being of people. Um, so that's that's amazing, man. How do you, you know... How do you really maintain this passion and drive, you know, in the face of challenges or setbacks? Because it's like there's always challenges in life. There's setbacks. How do you really maintain your mindset and everything in the face of that? Whenever I had this idea, it kind of connected to me in a more, uh, I guess, kind of a spiritual way, just because my whole life I've suffered with gut issues. Um, And there are a lot of people who silently suffer as well. Um, and then that means they have to use the restroom a lot. So kind of whenever I have setbacks, I remember, I kind of think back to why I started it, why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it's not just to, you know, bring something to an industry or innovate a market or, you know, create a zero to one, like some of those things that some that might drive other people, but really I want to help people, you know, like end of the day, those products and those uh, people 
don't go to certain places due to the fact that it's like, well, is the restroom going to be there? And they, you know, they have their product with them that they mm. take into the restroom. You know, is, is the restroom hygienic? I'm trying to make it a better experience for people. So, you know, I, I try to focus my passion. Remember that end of the day, I want to help people. I had a problem, you know, where with, uh, with restrooms, um, and I experienced it as well. And if I can help people with that, then that's what kind of drives me. So, you know, okay. Yeah. What would you, what were you say are the, you know, the, the, you know, your aspirations and the future goals of, of your, uh, startup? You know, there are different ways that this can turn out. Have you heard of a company called Freeosk? Uh, I don't think so. Freeosk, uh, they were, I think they started in like 2013 or 2016. I'm not exactly sure. Mm. Um, but essentially it's a similar, similar idea, except mm. they create, it's kind of like a giant vending machine mm -hmm. that they put and you might see them in Sam's clubs and stuff. I know that. Um, but they, they offer samples of products and then you watch ads on your phone. Um, and they create kind of a similar one-to-one -one experience. I'm trying to do something similar like that. I believe there's a space to compete with them with my device. It's much smaller. So like, you know, I could, I could dispense other things, especially in the restroom, you know, um, it could, uh, turn into female products that are offered in restrooms. Uh, we could move into, you know, maybe condoms as well. Just smaller products that you can you can give to people. You never really know where it could turn. It could turn into like, you know, I could provide candy. <laughs> you really never know <laughs> where it can really go. But, yeah. you know, as far as, as the device itself, you know, I'm, I'm really just mainly focused on trying to improve the restroom experience. And then once I create the restroom experience, maybe I could bring products into retail that I've created. Like, you know, if I could curate my own wipe, I have some ideas on... You know, why I know that wipe technology has actually come pretty far. Mm. Um, I think that that's pretty much thanks to Dude Wipe. Um, they created a wipe that can actually truly is sewer <coughs> safe. A few years back, I think 2018 or 2019, and uh, it kind of made uh, the startup uh, something that is available. Just because you know, back in the day um, when flushable wipes were had ingredients like believe alcohol and plastics it would just clog up sewer systems and make them uh, unsafe or you know essentially in a place where no one wants to have that type of issue where they're having to constantly treat their uh, sewer system but yeah okay so are you currently in any restrooms in any stores or anything or is this no. more so so I'm, I'm still kind of in an early stage we're iterating okay. the device and kind of uh, coming to a place of creating a physical prototype so do we have uh, a name yet <laughs> i just call it free wipes free wipes free got wipes. you okay yeah. <laughs> yeah. got you make, wanted to make sure i plug that in the name free yeah. wipes okay free wipes yeah okay yeah i'm still in the early stages i'm i'm trying to reform another team um i had a team for a little while uh but he the guy that i was working with his uh knowledge and skills didn't quite fit the picture at the time I was trying to get a website and some other things made but now I, mean, I kind of need to find engineers people in robotics as well that can kind of help me create the physical device and you know those types of things yeah but yeah hey no bro I, I I commend you and um I love it because like you know the hardest thing to do with anything is to start yeah. right and um you know I have different products that I'm working on within stem plug that I'm working on I'm like wow I don't know how this going to come together but I started I got I got the idea. I started it. So once you just put that energy out there, those yeah. right people are going to come along, and um, yeah. everything is going to come about. So 
everything that you yeah. talked about with it, you know, I I feel like I, I can see it. I, I vision it right now. Yeah. So God's timing is uh, real, man. I think that if it ha- if I haven't found the right people yet, then they'll they'll show up. And yeah. you know, like uh, I'd love to find a mentor. I'd love to find partnerships. All those things I've thought about a million times about. Yeah. You know, how that could look and. Because, you know, money is also a huge thing. One of the, the interesting thing about my startup is with most startups nowadays, with tech startups at least, you'll find that you can create an MVP basically by yourself with just, you know, because it doesn't require a physical prototype. But whenever mm-hmm. you have a physical prototype, it's a whole different story. You need a little bit of money. Uh, you need like oh, pre-seed yeah. funding. <laughs> you know, the, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's yeah. a bit of a battle. Yeah. But, um, you know, I believe that the right timing comes. Yeah. The right people has that has that been um has that part been tough like i know sometimes it might be like man is this yeah. it's, it's hard right yeah well yeah yeah it's definitely hard um i've talked to a lot of people but every time i talk to somebody they're always just like wow that's a wonderful idea i really like what you're doing um you know the fact of the matter is that what i'm doing no one else is doing so hence the zero to one type of proposition that I'm I'm giving but a lot of people find that you know whenever you whenever you've thought through most of the things I, I've kind of taken away the ability to give some people value to my startup um, just because I've thought about how I want it to work I've already prototyped a little bit and I think a lot of people are looking for a spot with more value or if you've already begun uh, so that they can kind of bring the most value they can bring to your startup so you know I've, I've spoken to a lot of engineers um, we've have had good conversations um, they tell they tell me they can help me there's a guy that I've been working with I, I need to get back to him actually recently I've been sick so I haven't um, but you know there's a few people that I could be working with um, it's just a matter of you know I kind of take the relationships a little bit slower just because I'd like to get to know people before you know just jumping in because I don't want to give some random person a good bit of what i'm doing and then they just kind of bail out or you know the wires get crossed down the line you know contracts are everything you know if you have a good nda that's good um i've explored patenting so i've i've kind of got some some uh safety net there yeah as well nah man that's that's a that's for sure man like I, i really appreciate you uh you know plugging into our listeners people that i feel like you've really just inspired anyone that might have an idea that might not know how it's all going to come about because you're, you know, you were transparent and even vulnerable, I would say, of sharing everything wherever you built right now, but you also have more things that you're looking to go into. So I appreciate you yeah. really sharing that. Where can our, uh, you know, listeners really plug in with you and really, you know, follow you and all the, the great work that you're kind of doing? Uh, I'm not super huge on social media i have a linkedin um, okay so we can plug that in if they like they can follow me on instagram i sometimes post what i'm doing especially you know s- updates and things uh we'll probably go to instagram or or linkedin okay so what's that what's that tag for us instagram is michael bornhoft okay so it's kind of like it's michael bornhoft but uh, yeah it's replace the b and the m nice nice yeah. okay and there's an underscore between the two names okay yeah well, I appreciate you plugging all that in, Michael. So one final question I just really have for you, right? You know, really given your commitment that you have to really revolutionizing public restrooms and mm-hmm. even the broadening your entrepreneurship journey, right? What is the legacy that you hope to really leave in the business and in even the tech sectors? Yeah. Uh-huh. Give me one word, though. <laughs> one word. One word. Yeah. I guess revolutionize. 
mm. would be a good word for it. I want to revolutionize the industry. I think that if I can revolutionize public restrooms to create a new standard, mm. the device is going to be in there forever. You mm. know, well, at least in America, you can see that. You know, if you try, you try and replace all of the American toilets with bidets, first off, a lot of people are not going to want to use them. A lot of people are used to what they're used to using. So, like, you know, you go into the South, like Deep South, Texas, Arkansas, you know, it's going to be hard to convince a whole lot of folk to go ahead and use a bidet or something like that. So if you implement you know, something like what I'm doing, which is a device that houses product that people are familiar with, mm -hmm. you can actually make a, a change that's worth, you know, making. Um, so if I can go in and make what I'm doing, um, not only am I implementing something that'll make their experience better, but it's a twofold. You can use the wipes to make your own experience more hygienic. You can get multiple wipes so you can like, you know, open and close doors, wipe down the seat or something. If you need anything at all, you can, the wipe is multi. Okay. Uh, use faceted, so. Wow. Well, now, I appreciate you really plugging all that in mm -hmm. um, for us about, you know, your amazing brand and everything that you're building and even your experience as an entrepreneur. Uh, so really appreciate you plugging in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. So this is another episode of the STEM Plug Podcast. We appreciate you plugging in. Make sure you plug into Michael's story and everything that he is building with his amazing wipe brand. <laughs> <laughs> so keep plugging in. Make sure you subscribe, like to the STEM Plug Podcast, and keep plugging in.